0: Hello, friends, and welcome to There's No People Like Show People, the podcast that connects and reconnects the theater community, inspires hope, and strives to help people not feel so alone. I am your host, Sarah Philippon. Oh, friends, I am so thrilled and excited for our guest today on the podcast. You, I just want to say before we begin our interview, thank you so much wherever you are in the world listening to this podcast. Thank you for downloading, subscribing, following on social media, telling all of your friends and family, hey, have you heard this podcast about theater? Um, (laughs) I just am so grateful and thankful for all of your support. So today, let me just tell you, I am chatting with the award-winning dancer and choreographer from So You Think You Can Dance, Dancing with the Stars, and Strictly Come Dancing. She has also starred in The Rock of Ages movie and the Broadway production of Burn the Floor, which I saw and it was incredible. Welcome to the podcast, Anya Garnes.
1: Well, thank you so much, Sarah. It's my pleasure to speaking to you with you today and congratulations on your podcast. Um, You know, it's amazing. I did some stalking as well. (laughs) (laughs) So yes, yes, I'm a fan.
0: Thank you so much. We actually, we found each other on Instagram.
1: Yes, we did. It's the world of uh, social media. That's how people find each other nowadays.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And so I feel like we just have so much to talk about. And I know so many things that our listeners want to hear. So tell us where are you from? And when did you start dancing? Oh, my goodness.
1: Sarah, we're going way back. (laughs) Um, Well, yeah, I like to say that um, I'm a child of the world. So I was born in Latvia, Eastern Europe, and then I ended up in Siberia. And then I kind of grew up halfway, um, you know, in the US. So basically from all over the place in the best way possible <laughs> and I start um what time um, how was I I was I think I was seven when I started dancing yeah so it was a little while ago and I, I actually started with gymnastics but um gymnastics was super overwhelming at the time since I was five and then um of course when I was seven I think my grandma took me to this camp summer camp and there was this studio dance studio that came um to rehearse for Three months in that facilities, and uh, when I saw the beautiful dresses, of course, you know the rhinestones, the music, so I, I was hooked. That was it for me. They didn't like me; they wouldn't even put me. They were like, "Just get this girl out." We don't know who she is because I just thought I was part of the cast, you know, because there were kids there my age. But uh, yeah, no, I definitely wasn't at that time. And then finally, I just I begged my my grandma, my parents, and then they um they uh they basically signed me up you know, a week later.
0: That's amazing. Okay. So you started in gymnastics and then you went into dance and this is, this is in Latvia. Yeah.
1: This is in Siberia.
0: Oh, Siberia. Well, they, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yes.
1: Uh, dancing kept me warm.
0: <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. <laughs>
1: but you, you know, it's, it's, it was the best, the best training it was one of the best schools. They kind of, they were very forward thinking, you know, for that time, I just think that, um, you know, they, they, they were very passionate about ballet because obviously Russia is all about ballet I, I, and it's, and ballroom dancing obviously at the same time actually I always joke I just said back in the day it's almost like it was either between ballroom or hockey so ballroom (laughs) dancing or hockey so and kind of obviously you do with ballroom dancing because it's so big the sport and the hockey obviously is so big but yes so it was back in back in Siberia and uh it was an amazing dance school and um I'm yeah I wouldn't change a thing
0: (laughs) that's incredible so then how did you come to America
1: so uh, the, uh, my friend, who I've known since I was five, who actually, his father owned that dance school in Siberia. He came to America first. And so we kind of grew up together. We always followed. He would go to one studio and I, I would, would end up there and two years later. And then he would leave and I would go somewhere where he was two years later. So the life always did this kind of, we would always end up in the same place. So he came to the States first and Pasha... Pasha and I, we've been dancing together since we were 15. And, um, so we, yeah, we were partnered up together and then, um, my friend basically called me up and just said, um, listen, I know you guys are doing really well in uh, representing um, Russia, Moscow at that time. He, he goes, uh, this one couple here in the U.S. Are looking for a couple who can represent their school throughout the U.S. And you see if you guys want to come. And I didn't want to come, but Pasha really was keen on um checking things out and uh, yeah we came for probably two months just to see how we would fit and if we get along with the bosses the people who uh I call them now my second uh, you know mom and dad (laughs) and because they were amazing to us and um and then yeah so they we stayed um you know 19 years later (laughs) that's amazing (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah so for the first three mm-hmm. years and a half it was really hard we couldn't go back because of the green card we had to stay in the country but at that time you know it was a beautiful thing in the way it was no cell phones kind of, you know it was no cell phones no um uh I, I all of a sudden feel like i'm really old but i'm not i'm really not but it, for some reason i just remember my mom writing me letters and i would have to take find the time to write my mom a letter back so it was it was great
0: Yeah. Have you gotten to see your family a lot since then? uh
1: yeah so my family never moved um uh I, obviously because i have i've never i never stopped moving so i feel like coming so i'm in london now so and then i moved to to I've I, obviously i love new york so i've been in new york for a while but then i moved to la and after la i moved to london and then i was touring around the country here so um so i was like I, i'm thankfully my parents just was like okay we're not gonna follow her <laughs> because she she can't be still for one second so Yeah. I do see them. Um, every, every year I go back for the holidays.
0: Oh, that's great. Yeah. 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 So you obviously, I feel like you've lived everywhere. You, well, it's, it's kind of like how you said you're a child of the world.
1: Yes, definitely. I'm, uh, it's nice to be settled in. I think the life, the, the life, the world that we're living in right now, it's, uh, it definitely changed, uh, uh, (laughs) you <laughs> changed a lot of people's perspective. And um I it's actually it was nice to be still for a yeah. little bit. So discovered yeah. new things and um but you're right. Yeah, before that it was uh, it was getting a bit too much, you know, and I just feel after doing so many things, it's uh it's nice to just be still in one place and reflect and things.
0: Mm-hmm. That's exactly how I feel because it was a solid for me, uh, very similar. It was a solid ten year a decade of just you know, living in a new place every two to three months. And then when I did tours, I, you know, sometimes every other night you'd be in a new city and it was exciting and, and fun and thrilling, but, but also exhausting
1: exhausting yes and you know that phrase when they say your your uh your home is where your heart is i had to learn it uh, very early on i just remember i was missing my family so much at the beginning when i just left to the u.s that uh, i remember a student of mine that i was teaching at that time he gave me this little toy and inside it was like the little note and it said your your home is where your heart is and i just thought you know what the I understood deeply on a much deeper level at that time what it meant. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: Well, what are some of the things that you have really struggled with when it comes to this career? I mean, I can't even imagine, you know, Siberia, America. Seem, I've personally never been to Siberia. I hear it's really cold. That's that's pretty much, you know, the extent of my knowledge. Um, but what are some things that have been challenges for you?
1: Um. To be honest, in my career, yeah, well, honestly, one of the hardest things was obviously leaving the family. I left my family when I was 13, making the decision to actually leave my family and go even more far east. So um, to to I was there until I graduated school. And that's actually where I met Pasha. So and he left home when he was 12. So we were growing up in a very strict um, kind of, uh, it was like an academy, a dance academy. So Mm -hmm. we would, as you know, young, I mean, I wouldn't even call a teenager was, you know, he left when he was 12, we, we danced, you know, six hours a day, we had to go to school. And then we up at six o'clock in the morning, we were training. So but I think, um, you, you know, yeah, I think, um, but after a while, actually, when I came to the US and establishing myself as a professional, and uh, I understood that all of a sudden, something that I loved, like my hobby that I thought, you know, I was just dancing away, and all of a sudden, it became, a, I, I became a professional. And, um, and then after a while, I started struggling with uh, being a competitive dancer because um, we did very well in the competitions. We won the Rising of the Stars. We're in the final of the United States. The year that I decided to audition for So You Think You Can Dance, um, um, you know, we have Huge, big names, mentors that were guiding us to be in the final of the Open to the World Rising Star finalist in uh, Blackpool, which is uh, which is massive in the ballroom world. There was 900 couples were competing that year, and wow. we became second. So after that, the same year, I decided to audition for So You Think You Can Dance, and I think that's what I was struggling with between like expressing myself and being um, impressing judges so it was uh, uh it's just a different wholly different uh mentality with uh, in the, especially with a in my world competitive dancing um nice. where i where i came from so it was just i was done with impressing people i just want wanted to express myself and when i went to the audition but so you think you can dance that's when people just turn their backs in the sense that they're like what are you doing are you guys crazy you were just in the final of blackpool and you became second and you're the finalist of the united states and yeah but I just uh in a way I struggled with that but in the way I'm I'm so glad I followed my intuition
0: oh yeah I think we're also glad that you did because well because like look at how many things have come because of that
1: oh my goodness honestly um uh, so you thinking dance truly changed my life um and not just uh not just with opportunities but just the whole um outlook on the artistic side of it all. Because, uh, you know, when you are competing and when you are so focused on one kind of avenue, it is uh, hard to look elsewhere, but for me, it was almost fate. I was in the cab in New York City going um, to teach. I was teaching in Dance Times Square and I was stuck in traffic. And, you know, one of those things that you're like, okay, fine, I'll get out because I can't, you know, it was just the, you know, it was just, it, the meter was going, but I wasn't going anywhere. So I got out and then I saw this huge line, um, you know, and people were warming up. It was, it was in the middle, it was February. It was in the middle of winter, I think. Yeah. So people were warming up, dancing. And I, and I was like, I, it's normally not like me, but I was like, I came up with one of the dances. Like, what are you guys doing? And, um, they're like, oh, we're auditioning for the show, you know, it's it's called So You Think You Can Dance. So they were like, yeah, so we're just in line. And I just kind of it just rang a bell a little bit because I watched maybe an an episode of season one or season two. I don't even know. So I just was like, oh, my gosh, you think it's the show that I've heard about. So I came to uh, I came to the studio. I talked to Pasha and I said, you know what? I want to audition for So You Think You Can Dance. And he was like, yep, that's fine. But I'm not auditioning with you. <laughs> so that's how the story began. And we, I ran after a long day of teaching, I ran back to this theater where I saw the line and knocked on the door. And uh, Nigel lithko's son, um, who was helping in the, you know, obviously with all the crew and stuff, people uh, keeping all the dancers together, he opened the door and he said that, uh, you know, you're not allowed. It's like you didn't wait in line. A and B, he goes, We still have a thousand dancers in the theater waiting from the early on. So he's like, if you're lucky, come back tomorrow. If you're lucky, if you're lucky, you will get in. But we actually don't like not auditioning any more people because it was just way too many. So and I did come back the next day. <laughs> I mean, I did I, I did come back. I came back at probably like five o'clock in the morning, stood there on my own, and Pasha showed up at eight. <laughs> <laughs> and then we you know he truly didn't want to audition for the show yeah it wasn't his
0: thing but you convinced him
1: <laughs> I didn't no I said fine but our audition obviously I said well you can showcase me better we've danced together for 10 years at that time so I said yeah let's you know so we we should you should definitely come with me and then the producers did so the producer came up mm-hmm. to, to, to us and he said uh, uh, why are you not auditioning? Uh, and he said, "I always thought it's not for me." And he, and the producer was like, "No, I understand that, but why you're not auditioning?" And Pasha was like, "Well, I'm just saying to you, it's not for, it's not, it's not my thing." He goes, "No, I heard you, but why are you not auditioning?" <laughs> very, very British humor. And uh, Pasha was like, "I don't know, I just don't like television, or something like that." And he goes, "Listen, if you're not gonna audition, uh, if you're not gonna come back tomorrow with Anya, he goes, I'm not gonna let her go through today." So, and Pasha turned around and he's like, now you're blackmailing me. (laughs) So I have to come, so yeah, it it was quite a funny story but I think we actually, without knowing much or anything about television, we created our story. As a story was that he didn't want to audition. I wanted, you know, I wanted to audition but then they wouldn't put me through until we would go come together. So, and the rest
0: is- The the rest is history. Yes. (laughs) Okay, Uh, what is your favorite thing about Pasha?
1: My favorite thing?
0: Yeah, your favorite. Th- okay, okay. What is your least favorite thing about
1: Pasha? <laughs> no, no, no. I was just. I was. I was. That's actually nobody ever um, ask asked you that? that before. No. <laughs> My favorite thing about Pasha is um, his patience. Mm. He is. We are completely opposite. So he's very. He's he's got a very mathematical mind. So he's very strategized and he's very thought through he's like see these little patterns and i'm very creative so i just go like don't give me counts give me a song a song and i will do it i will move to the song but i don't count And he goes how many eights are there so i'm like i have no idea but i know that this will work on this phrase (laughs) so his patience is uh his patience yeah and um and he's uh he's very kind he's a very kind person
0: aww that's so. That's okay. Then I I won't ask you what your least favorite thing is.
1: Oh no, he, I can say that. <laughs> uh, he's also stubborn. Yeah, very yeah. stubborn. Yeah. <laughs> so that's not too bad. <laughs> I can see
0: that. Well, especially, um, you know, I also, like, I started dancing age four. I was in a dance company. I went to dance competitions, like, all of, and then I was in, like, an all tap dance company when I was in high school, and we performed in at the New York City Tap Festival. We performed oh, wow. um, at the Kennedy Center in D.C., like, all over the place, and uh, tap dancing is, like, my favorite form of dance, and I I know like I've just working with so many people like with highly creative people and so everyone is so different and everyone sort of visualizes and sees dancing so differently. And so whoever you're working with, sometimes people are all about like counts, counts, counts. And then other people are like, I don't count at all. You know, just like follow the movement. And, or then some people yeah, are all about- My movement. kind of people. <laughs> right, yeah. Well, then some people are all about the music and they're like, okay, I need you to, you know, kick on this ding in the music. And you're like, well, what yeah. count is that? Or, you know, like it's so, <laughs> it's such a like a free, everyone's just, everyone's brains work so uh, differently. So differently
1: yeah no that's amazing you've done it all
0: you've done so much well, i love
1: tap dancing
0: oh i love what's what's your favorite form of da- your favorite style of dance
1: i always say after doing so you Think Can dance actually actually going back to your question before that i said like how i said that so you think dance changed my life is because it opened me up to um oh my gosh just what you what you just said how people think completely different how many how uh, how creative you can be. There's no boundaries, and that's why I love dance. And you just um, and uh, you can be so free that you can freestyle. I mean, free with your creation and the way you're going, and it doesn't have to be just spin to the right or spin to the left what I've learned a lot during the c- competitive years, you know, because w- when we compete, we used to do one piece of choreography for a year or years, you know, and then you adjust here and there, but then obviously when you go on so you think dance, you've got five hours to learn one piece of choreography, so mm-hmm. I would say um, working with with Oreo um on Too Late to Apologize with Danny Tidwell, it just really, really really changed something for me um, on the show itself, but even before that, I think Las Vegas biggest the auditions, the pressure they um, and you just uh the, that realization what you actually can achieve as a human being as an artist when you put under that much pressure uh, because back in the day you were not prepped as some people were until like last year before so you Thinking dance you know was you know still on the air it's uh you know people I can see how dancers were very smart they would show up and they know exactly the process when I auditioned for the show I, have, I had no idea how you're supposed to act on camera what you're supposed to say I had no idea of Las Vegas process you know of hours of rehearsing your different forms you just we just didn't know we didn't have that information yeah you're which like, was I a blessing can... I think in a way
0: right of course um you're like yeah. I just want to dance <laughs> yeah
1: I just want to do my best that's what it was yeah that's what it was. you were like you were on that's the whole thing you just you have to be on 100 percent every single day
0: oh yeah oh yeah everybody's watching mm. <laughs> and you yes. let, you never know what's gonna end up on camera so
1: Yes, definitely. The editing can make you or break you, they say. <laughs> so,
0: yeah. Well, I feel like we have to talk about the pandemic. Yes.
1: Yes, Yes. So the where, thing the where that changed the world, yes, for everyone. Yeah.
0: So, I mean, we're going on a, almost a year now. And where were you when the pandemic started?
1: I actually was um, in, uh, I was in Russia. Visiting my parents because it was holidays, and I remember landing in Moscow uh, somewhere mid December, Mm -hmm. and watching on the news around Christmas time, a little bit before Christmas time, about this something like this happened in uh, in you know in Wuhan, and um, I was calling my my husband, and I just told him, listen. I think this thing is gonna go global. I don't know what it is, but they're building hospitals. They're built. Like, I don't know what's going on. And that was way before it went, mm-hmm. you know, globally. But yeah, it's, uh, I was watching it and it's, it's funny how it's, uh, every country is very selective and I understand nobody wanted to have, uh, nobody wants to create a panic mode, you know? So um, I understand how that works, but yeah. But th- fortunately I was with my family, so. Oh,
0: well that's good. That's great, yeah. Yeah, it's good that you were with loved ones, uh, yes. and and now you are in London.
1: Yes, and uh, um, I'm in London uh, at the moment since last year, <laughs> so my moment is lasting for almost like 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 you said almost a year, and I feel that it definitely changed um, everybody's lives, and we are in it together, but we're all dealing with this differently. Mm-hmm. And um, um, I think uh, the most important thing is obviously mental well well being the mental health, and uh, it just showed me how important it is to actually be your own uh, best friend and uh, how uh we are relying so much on the outside uh world and then outside of perception of everything and uh or the outside reach even the phones and stuff so i personally dived in into 500 hours of yoga so um uh, which uh, which really tremendously um uh, actually changed uh, I, I, that, that was it, it was a different kind of wave but again I, I, I keep saying this with you it changed my life it changed my life but it really did change my again my outlook and on, on a lot of things and uh, obviously because you had um, the time to take the time I've always loved yoga but I never understood the philosophy and I guess coming from a world of being an athlete and training I just had to learn the prop- in the proper way so and it really um allowed me to dive in into philosophy and understand and I just um uh uh you know created this movement for women where you know I can teach like through breath and through dance so it's called the body instinct so how we can connect all of it so because it's so um most of the time we just disconnected from our bodies a lot of the time
0: yes I yeah well talk more about that I didn't really know I didn't know anything about that it's called the body instinct
1: Yeah. So it's, it's called the body instinct. Yes. And I'm combining this unusual. Uh, so it's, it's different tasks. It's actually mental tasks, some of the written tasks and the the movement. So it's a little, we have, uh, I have a little bit of cardio, but most of it is based on breath and movement and understanding how can you really, um, develop uh, like everybody can dance everybody's a move like if we can walk we can dance and even if we can't walk we can still move and dance express ourselves so it's basically dance is the most beautiful form of expression and I feel it's the uh you know I always followed that motto kind of you know uh, show me how you dance and I kind of tell you what you're going through <laughs> you know I wouldn't say tell me I'll, I'll tell you who you are but I'll tell you what you're going through in the moment so and um I always to my students I always say please just move for me and don't feel self-conscious just move for me and you can just tell where they're holding the tension and uh, where the self-conscious comes in and so it's very interesting so it's like a a dance therapy in a way. (laughs)
0: Oh, I love that. Well, I just think, I know I'm such a huge advocate of movement and moving your body. And, uh, you know, everybody's abilities and capabilities are so different depending on, I mean, everybody's bodies are so different. So depending on what you can do, what you can't do, injuries, you know, all kinds of things. But I just think on, on a daily basis, uh, you know, I'm even like, I'm, I'm wearing my Fitbit right now because I try to get my 10,000 steps in every day. I try to stretch every day because it's just like it, to me, it, I'm like a completely different person when I'm in movement. Cause it's, it's really hard for me to sit still for any length of time. Cause I get, I get antsy, I get bored. I'm like, okay, I need to be moving. I need to be dancing. I need to be creating. I need to be working on something. I need to be recording a podcast, you know? <laughs> like
1: <laughs> Well, yeah. And I think, yeah, it's, it's almost that those are the things that's how we, uh, I think that's how we are, been built I mean they are the human body a human mind is just we need to do something always and I feel like dance is basically is one of the forms uh, that's bringing you back in the moment and because you have to listen to the music and you so you have to be present and then if, when you move in your body you, you should be present obviously so it's it's all those elements when they do connect so I think because we have such busy or we try to occupy ourselves throughout the day which is great uh, I think when we do dance, uh, you know, and uh, the reason why the body instinct, I love like, the, the whole thing is because, you know, I keep saying to people like you don't have to have a dance studio in your house, you know, you can just do it on your mat. Just it is, if you have a mat, like a yoga mat and a towel, you're, you're good. We can move. You can move your body. So you don't have to have a dance studio. You don't have to be a great dancer. It's just basically just bringing yourself in the moment. So it's kind of a yoga approach, but it, a little bit different.
0: Yeah. Well, and I like that because it's making it very accessible for everybody
1: yes well hopefully yeah (laughs) but it's been it's been put on hold because you know of the show that rise up with arts that is happening so that's why
0: i know okay well and we haven't even talked about i feel like you know the the thing that we're here to talk about today um which is which is rise up with arts so tell us about that
1: um you know, it's it's so exciting. Rise Up With Arts happened about at the end of December 2020 when one morning I woke up and I just said, you know what, I why can I not just create a show that's gonna give a platform to all of my friends or even people that I don't know, but give them that um, the feeling of butterflies to look forward to something again to that you know when you're getting ready for a show it's we know we all know that feeling that it's coming up and you have to you know either you know you have to get in shape or you have to just warm up your voice or you have to remember the lines whatever it is so it's uh it's that so that's how it started so of course who do I call you know of course my friend my uh you know a a long time dance partner Pasha so I called he said it's a great idea and so it started with something small and then it became this beautiful monster that I call it it's uh Uh, spun out of control you know <laughs> one thing you know you've got the lead cast at Moulin Rouge you know of Broadway and then you have Chicago in and yeah. you know and it, it you kind of connect you're starting to connect the dots and uh, you know uh, uh, but yeah we in control of it now but basically it is, uh, we went from giving the platform to our friends to actually to an opportunity to remind people about theater. Like you said, it's actually going to be year when the show is going to air, go live on the World Theater Day, March 27th, which is so fitting. And uh, we, um, um, we, partnered up with teamed up with the theater support fund here in the UK and the actress fund in the US. So, um, thrilled to, to have such big established, uh, you know, funds ch- who work with, uh, charities to, to help our artists who are in need and not just artists, but actually people who work in theater in general, you know, right. the ushers, the people who sell tickets. I mean, we, everybody is, uh, uh, you know, it's just everybody's lives has been changed, you know, inside out, so.
0: Yeah, well, and I, I mean, we both know firsthand as almost all artists all over the world know, this pandemic has really hit the performing arts hard. Like, it's like most of the people are out of work. I've, you know, Broadway has been closed for almost a year now and is continued to be closed. Um, I'm assuming the West End has also been closed during this whole time. Yes,
1: yeah, it has been. I mean, they 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 tried because they have different rules and um, uh, they tried to open up. But yeah, most of it, it's been it's since March sixteenth of two thousand twenty. It's been closed, uh, the West End. So, but it's a it's a global variety show and it's a little bit different. So we're trying to keep the theater spirit alive and um, we're trying to remind people the theater is there and it is important because our lives change so much. Of course you know, it's been a year. And of course, the Netflix is so accessible, or the things that you can television just in general that we can tune in. So people do forget about, you know, it's normal for us to forget about theater. And uh, because, you know, it's a it's in human nature, we just, you know, we just will, well, basically, we just go with the flow, right, which is a good thing. Yeah. But uh, the show um, has been created and is joined by amazing amazing people who are donating their time um and uh uh basically we're just trying to remind people about like Moulin Rouge they actually been on Broadway 14 Tony nominations in 2020 and uh um they are coming back and they're going to talk and one of the cast members is going to sing uh, but he, it's it's uh, we're just reminding people that it's there and then the Chicago is there and Rock of Ages or something. So we uh, we want to we want to um, keep the spirits alive and artists. But the reason why we decided to go with a variety show is because it's nothing has been done like that. So it's we are supporting arts. We're all unity. We, I mean, we come as one. And it doesn't matter whether you come from ballroom dancing or um, flamenco or you're from musical theater or you're an actor, we all artists and we're going to come as Unity and to support this uh, for a great cause and to support this event. And um, and you know what? Support each other to give, you know, to... Even though it's still going to feel quite isolated because it's one act at a time, so there's no audience. But, uh, but that vibe, it will... I'm sure I will, you will, will feel it in the theater. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. So I actually, I was, I was on the website, um, which is, thank you. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. I mean like incredible people are going to be a part of this show um, just to name a few Carrie Ellis. Uh, yes. Uh, Robin Herter, Aaron Tevey, um, all kinds am you and Pasha are going to be there.
1: of course. <gasps> yes. Yes. Like uh, it's, um, uh, like I said, it's a variety of show. We, uh, we're coming together, but yeah, Ricky Rojas, who is from Moulin Rouge as well. Um, I'm I'm glad you know Carrie Alice is mm-hmm. an, a huge, massive uh, West End star, and people yeah. know her from obviously on Broadway, from Broadway as well. Um, we are just super excited. We've got Don Black. If people don't know who Don Black is. They should Google him. They should look him up. He is this incredible lyricist. He he wrote all the Bond films, uh, you know, from it's, uh, you know, he wrote Born Free. He has Academy Award, Tony, like every single award that you can possibly uh, imagine of, Don Black has it under one umbrella. And um, he is just a beautiful. Storyteller, and um, um, I wanted to have him on the show just because once again I wanted to have that side of you know how it was for him to 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 through throughout all the time such such an accomplished gentleman you know obviously and the work with Andrew Lloyd Webber and Cameron McIntosh and you know <laughs> ever Michael Jackson Barbara Streisand you name it so it's you
0: know, uh, ca- just casual. <laughs> it's really casual casual yeah yeah, really
1: casual. yeah 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 so his interview is going to be pre-recorded so uh, and he was lovely you know mm-hmm. he uh, I remember I was I keep calling him and because you know I was like oh my god I'm gonna call down Black because I have to her confirmed him for the show so I'm calling him one day and I was like hi Don so is this a good time and he was like yeah yeah darling you know I'm just drinking my tea and I go okay well I can call you back he goes darling it's just tea and I go okay okay that's fine so I just carried on with the conversation then two days later I had to call him again because I forgot to mention something the first time as you would because your mind just goes places you know when you talk to Don Black and I called him two days later I was like hi Don this is Anya from Rise Up With Arts again he was like oh hi darling and I go is this a good time thinking well the first time I called at twelve thirty 30 you know it's kind of makes sense afternoon tea but second time it was three o'clock so I was like you probably already finished with tea so it's good so I was like Don is this a good time and he goes Oh, yeah, darling, I'm just eating yogurt. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I can call you back. And he was like, darling, it's just yogurt. I was like, okay, okay. So he, he likes the snack and he's just super funny. And we're um, during the interview, when we talked, and he was like, you know, Anya, today I wrote a song with Andrew Lloyd Webber. And then um, the more I'm writing this French song, he goes, but you know what I did in between when I just caught myself of just like thinking of the lyrics or something. And I was like, what, Don? He goes, I looked you up on <laughs> Google. And I said, oh, my gosh. And uh, I said, oh, my God, Don, thank you so much. And he was like, you know what? I'm so impressed. I'm so impressed with your credit. I said, you don't understand. You just made my day. And my hashtag from now on is going to be Don Black, look me up <laughs> on Instagram. But no, he's lovely and he's so funny. And his interview is going to be so touching and so funny. And uh, uh, it's just all of the above.
0: Oh, I can't wait. I am so excited for this show. I'm just going to tell everybody I know to make sure they go and buy their ticket. So people can go to, I'm pretty sure it's www riseupwitharts.com
1: rise up with arts yes it's definitely it's everything what we say it's a global virtual event i know a lot of people asking so because it's at 7:30 uh, gmt so it's london time so people are worried that if you're going to purchase tickets they're not going to be able to watch it live but right. if you purchase tickets you can it's it's just the link so you will going to be able to watch it so we're actually going to stream it twice so we're going to stream at 7:30 p.m london time and then we're going to uh, stream uh seven. so we we actually 7:30 30 um uh, i think east coast time okay. so we are working out the logistics of it as well but we are making a theater weekend out of it so we are going to be going live on 27th and then on the 28th or at 7 u.s time at seven thirty p.m it's going to be already obviously pre-recorded because we would go live at seven thirty uh, 30
0: okay okay yeah that actually was going to be my next question so and i think the march 27th is a saturday so that's when I'm pretty sure cause I was looking up on the calendar. Um, that's when the show goes live but then you can also watch it again on Sunday. Yeah, you can
1: watch it again if you're in the US later on at 7:30 p.m. Uh, in the US, and then you can uh, you can watch it the following day. I think twice we're gonna be able to watch it because to all for all the rights um, of the shows and the people that are on, and we we don't have the content where we have we teaching people something like well-being or yoga or something. So people are very sensitive about how many times we're gonna play it. So you know, there's so many things you face when you when you the So I've learned a lot by putting the show. <laughs> together so but I'm, I'm, I'm so I'm so grateful because it's been such an amazing uh, experience even to use your different side of your brain to Mm -hmm. to put like a business cap on and it's just a whole different side you know the the marketing the you know to actually bring people together too so it's a it's a whole different (laughs) skill
0: oh yeah well i'm sure it's a lot of uh you know communicating it's a lot of communications and a lot of calling people and emailing people and and coordinating it's a lot of uh you know connecting and coordinating and gathering and
1: it's a lot of it's all of that yes and you know what it is it's just on. it took my shyness away, and, it, and I'm very grateful. I'm I'm not. I am uh, considered to be, like, I, you know, when I dance, I express myself through dance, let's put it this way. So in life, I'm much more, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm shy. I don't ask a lot of questions, but it actually changed me. The show changed me by putting the show together, Rise Up With Arts, because, it, um, you know, when you're so passionate about a project, you are not so, you're not focused on yourself. So, and I thought it was so great because the one thing I understood that when I go and when I reach out to people like Don Black or Carrie Alice, and um, you're so passionate about your project and what you're doing that you you just have no barriers in a good way and people can feel that. And so far... Um, Honestly, the response has been amazing. I mean, people are like, absolutely, you're so passionate about, we can feel, it sounds amazing. Yeah, we will do it. You know, what do you want us to do? And then I, and then, you know, when they ask you the next question, you're like, I'll call you back. I'll call you back. I'll let you know what we need. But thank goodness you're with us. Thank you. So, yeah. Uh, And so by having that, uh, you know, drive, uh, I am, I'm like, you know what, the worst they can do is just to say no. And um you know in times like this, you know I'm trying to do Pasha now we're trying to do an amazing thing and uh, hopefully we're gonna be able to 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 help many and um, and uh, like I said, so far we have uh, just an amazing amazing guest stars. Pasha is like, what if what should we call them? you know the cast I'm like, well, I don't know. I think the star is the guest stars let's call them guest stars. <laughs> so yeah uh the things we learn
0: <laughs> well it you know it like hearing your passion and also the the fact that it's called right like I feel like this project has also helped you to rise up you know just in your in your personal life and uh to put yourself to not be afraid to put yourself out there and and ask people and, and I love your passion so much because I that's exactly how I felt when I started this podcast it it truly felt like this, I was in rehearsal, choreographing a show and this lightning bolt just like struck me. And, and in the middle of rehearsal, I, I like stopped and I said, I'm going to create a podcast.
1: <laughs> that's amazing. I love that. It's uh, that's how it's, you know, and I love that it happens. Did you say you were in the studio when it happens?
0: I and was, were- uh, I was rehearsing a production of the little mermaid.
1: Well, there you go. So see, it's it's always like when they say you move, you dance, you make space. I always say and for the body instinct, I always say we move to create space in our mind. And so when we move, when we dance, we're just we just allowing more space in our mind. And that's how great ideas come in. So good on you. <laughs> but you know what? More than anything, you know, good for you to follow through. Yeah. So thank I think you. that's yeah, thank that's you. the link.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, and you know, 2020 was by far the most difficult year of my life personally, and like a lot of just really painful things happened. And and I was just, and the pandemic was going on. My mom passed away. Like I ended up becoming yeah. a single mother, like a lot of like really hard, challenging things happened. And it was always the, the, you know, the theater has always saved me. It has always made me feel normal. It has always saved me in, uh, you know, in difficult times. And, and it's the connection and it's the community of people who, who really, say like hey i got you like i see that you're going through this and like that's why um, i'm just so excited for your show and i think it's wonderful because the money is going to benefit charity and these great organizations that are helping artists to thrive in this really difficult time
1: yes thank you so much honestly and i'm so sorry yeah 2020 has been a a very very difficult year for many and like you said it's uh all we have to do i mean i think um Uh, music, just dance, singing, whatever it is individually for everyone. Um, I would encourage to just sing as as loud as you can and move as much as you can because whether we are it is not what happens in a day it's what happens you know if you dance three times a week that's what's going to help you you know if you sing three times a week that's what's going to elevate overall your energy and your vibes and raise your vibration i know it's this phrase is overused (laughs) lately but it's so true you know the more you move the uh the it's we have to be our own champion and our own friend and we have to basically to help ourselves to uh, rise up <laughs> day after day in this uh, in this uh, situation that we're all in. All
0: right, exactly. Uh, I wanted to read, so from your, I got this from your Instagram page, uh, talking about the show. It says, the show will celebrate the magical connection and transformative power of theater, bringing together the best of the best from every part of the industry to inspire, empower, and raise money for charity. So if that does, listeners, li- listen, you've got to go to riseupwitharts.com and get your tickets right now. <laughs> yes,
1: with, thank you.
0: Yes, thank like, you. St- stop what you're doing. Go to the website, <laughs> buy your tickets. Like, trust me, You like that? that's when we are finished recording this episode, that's exactly what I'm going to be doing. <laughs>
1: Well, thank you so much. Sarah, I have to take you everywhere with me. You're so good. Like I Obviously, I'm so attached to, I'm so attached to, you know, when you are creating something, you know, I know a lot of, like, we, we have a PR person and they're like, you just have to talk and this, this and that. And I said, I don't know, it just seems too pushy. I just want to create the show, you know, but at the end of the day, it is different. It's not just the tour that Pasha and I, we, have we you know, uh to be honest, Pasha and I were toured for five years throughout UK. We had sold out shows. We had 74 shows a year uh you know it, it it was a lot but I think that uh you know it was all across all theaters and in, in the UK and obviously the Broadway and the West End and uh, theater gave me a lot of experience gave me a lot to my heart to my soul to 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 everything and uh, to to how I dance to who I am as an artist now there's nothing like theater you know and um rise up with arts is going to be that it's going to be you go in you perform and whatever it's going to be is going to be (laughs) you know and uh and I think what what matters now is we um I'd like to think of rise up with arts is as a make an evening out of it dress up you know, we want to have, that's why our theme is the red curtain. You know, we want to have that feeling because we, you know, a lot of people do in the Zoom meetings now and they show up, but they don't even, you know, like they do the makeup and they do the, the top, but they don't like, they have G, like gym shorts on, you know you know what I mean? We don't even but make pants. the effort yeah. all the way. Yeah. So, and I guess the most beautiful part of the whole uh, Rise Up With Arts, uh, I think what I didn't mention is that It's for the one household to be able to see a... uh... A beautiful contemporary number, somebody from so or somebody from so you think Nance, like Dietrich is on Dominic, you know he's a huge YouTuber now star, and so he's going to be on from the US. But somebody to see someone like him, and then to watch a beautiful contemporary number of somebody like Carrie Alice, it, all in one go, all in one show. And I think we are combining um, all of these beautiful elements of uh, you know, yeah, covering all of it basically. Like I said, it's a variety of show yeah I just wanted to clarify that. so hopefully, if we have somebody who's a little girl who has never seen ballet and she's watching, we have a nine year old girl performing she's actually in the uk finalist, but she is severely dyslexic. And she's uh, she's gonna be performing because uh, she loves dance. She breathes dance. But because it disappeared out of her life, she has a very tough time at school. So she's gonna be performing. So we're giving her an opportunity to to perform. So it's gonna it's just gonna be a great show for all ages and uh, and uh, uh, with wonderful Hollywood stories and a little bit of secrets and things that you haven't you know heard before or read before.
0: Ooh, Hollywood. Yeah. Secrets. Well,
1: no no scandals. No scandals. Yeah. Just <laughs> something like li- little bit and pieces that are yeah. you know from hollywood golden days when the things mm-hmm. that some things we didn't even know that that's how it actually went but you know who who knows do, do you know who is saying that's life that's life was actually was sang by a woman first ah. before it was covered by frank's Sinatra. so you know we we are uncovering all of that <laughs> yeah right so please join us please 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 come yes. you honestly you we're gonna have
0: the best time Oh, you're going to love it. You're going to love it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, do you have, a, don't know, a favorite theater story or memory that you would like to leave our listeners with today? Ooh, uh, a favorite story.
1: Um, Actually, you know, I have, I have a, I don't have a story, but I have a moment that it's quite personal so I don't know if that's okay but um of course I um my dad hasn't seen me dancing live since I was 14 because I never went back to to Russia after I left and basically I've never like I mean my my mom and my dad they're my best friends so we chat every day they see my videos and stuff so that's that's a whole different story but for somebody to come to the theater when you have 700 people of a sold-out show in the UK, my dad came to my, with my mom to visit together for the first time in 18 years, and that was two years ago, wow. and um, it was during when Pasha and I did our show, and uh, it was based on our lives, so for the first time, we decided to, to tell our story. Mm -hmm. and uh my dad and my mom showed up about 30 minutes um they just made it from the airport uh 30 minutes before the show began and the show was sold out so they had to put two chairs in the very back for them two extra chairs so my dad was absolutely shocked that the show was sold out and so many people came to watch you know and support and um and I, I, I always get emotional because after we, he watched the show, he came to my dressing room and he said, I always knew what you did, but I never realized that or ever felt to the extent of, I never understood. He mm-hmm. said, I always knew what you did, but I never understood what you did. Yeah. And that to me, just those two words, because he is obviously was very supportive and, you know, my whole dance career. But I think for him, the realization that he never understood what I, he would just thought, oh, she's just dancing. Right. You know, so that for him, I think it changed the whole uh, I saw something different in my dad. So that was a moment for me. Um, yeah. I don't know if it's a story, but
0: no, I, mean, I mean, that's that's so beautiful. It really it really yeah. is because I, I'm, I'm sure that they saw, uh, you know, your how much you affected so many people's lives.
1: And I think the energy, I think the amount of work that actually goes into putting a two-hour show together. And when you have to star, in, like you actually, the, the highlight of the show as well as you created the show. So I, I don't think he realized that he was just he couldn't believe it that you just go number after number after one and then you just you also like talking and then you're doing the videos and then you so all of that and for him it was just I think overwhelming and of course to this day my mom was like see you never understood (laughs) you know what (laughs) what she was doing and I always was so it's you know so now it's the it's a theme (laughs) it's a theme tune (laughs) she's like it's okay you never got it and I got it from the very beginning
0: (laughs) so but then he came he saw and he got it
1: (laughs) he got it he absolutely
0: got it (laughs) oh my goodness um i have just been so inspired by our chat today and i want to thank you so much for taking the time to uh be a star guest on my podcast
1: it's it was my pleasure sarah thank you so much you you're you're such a joy your energy it just jumps through the screen and uh, it is really really refreshing and you're so genuine and thank you so much for and you said that your daughter is with you <laughs> with your dad at the moment my, so yes. thank you yeah. yeah i
0: mean it's it's funny cuz i would say most of these podcast episodes i usually record at night after she goes to bed Um, Because I'm usually with her during the day and, you know, she's almost two and two year olds have a lot of very big feelings. So it's a lot of the
1: the terrible twos. Yeah.
0: Like a lot of ups and downs. And so I know like once we get to nine o'clock at night, we're going to have like peace and quiet for for, for the Mm. pot. So like most of the time it's like me. And some of my oldest, dearest friends just in our pajamas, just having conversations about theater and about life. And I know that, um, you know, because of the time difference right now, like I'm, it's rare that I get to record a podcast episode like in the middle of the day.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you so much. Yeah, it's almost eight o'clock at night uh, here in the UK. So I'm so glad we worked it out. Oh
0: my goodness. I know me too. And also so that you didn't have to record at midnight, you know, that would have been crazy. (laughs)
1: <laughs> oh I don't know. Oh, it could have been really good who knows. <laughs> Maybe we should do another one. We'll try <laughs> We'll see.
0: <laughs> Great. Well, we'll have a part 2. <laughs> we got we got to have a part 2. We're going to have post
1: uh, post uh, rise up with arts.
0: <laughs> yes, we'll be like where are they now? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. Well, I can't wait to see the show. And um, congratulations and thank you so much for creating something so wonderful and beautiful that is very much needed in this time right now.
1: Thank you, Sarah, I appreciate it.